Welcome to Unabashed You, conversations to become who you already are. The focus at UY is to be who you are without apology, for you are one of a kind, without equal. Be encouraged as these conversations will help you think, celebrate who you are, and move you in some way. Your companion to the whimsy and beauty of the human spirit, Rochelle Condi now. Our new series, Thankful and Giving Back, begins today with Catherine May Inman. We just finished our conversation, and I'm basking in our natural connection. Turns out Catherine is a kindred spirit in that she's committed to living a life that is authentic, transparent, and vulnerable. She's done so by surviving and now thriving after her son's heroin addiction. Catherine wants to share in the hopes it may help one other or more. I have been looking forward to this conversation with Catherine Inman. Welcome to the show, Catherine. Oh, thank you so much. What an honor to be here. I'm so excited. Rochelle, yes, thank you. Oh, it's my pleasure. It truly is. Uh, we connected on Instagram and I can't mm-hmm. wait to dive more into Catherine's story. We're going to start off by getting to know her a little bit with some fun get to know you questions. We're sort of back to the classic questions. We had some fun with rapid fire and now we're kind of, we're, we're going back to the classic. Is there anything you want the listeners to know about you to start? I mean, just uh, to start it, if anybody talked to me for even like 15 minutes on the street, they would know two things probably pretty quickly. I love Jesus, the daughter okay. of the king. Um, <laughs> I'm a wife, a mother, and most importantly, a grandma. <laughs> oh, yeah. Love yes. that. Love that. Yeah. Okay. Have you, which three words would you use to describe yourself? Uh, you know, can I just say, Rochelle, this was, uh, I, I don't know if it's difficult for everybody yes. or just more difficult for yes. me, but I have not been asked this question in years and years and years. In my professional uh, life, we would do things like this, but it took me a while. So I was thinking about it. And I know, I mean, one of the things for me is you want, I think it's good when the perception of the world or other Okay, Catherine, you froze there just for a moment. I'm hoping you're momentarily coming back with us as you answer the the three words to describe yourself. Are you there? Here. Can you okay, hear me? Okay, now you're here. Okay, so back to the three words. And by the way, yes, everybody finds it hard, or I should say challenging. I like that word better. I it's too. a challenge. Yes, it is. And I also like to say it's fluid. You might answer this question differently tomorrow than you would today. Catherine froze again. Really hoping that this is temporary. Temporary. Okay, so we're. It looks Am like I- you're back. It looks like you're back. I'm hoping that that uh, we can keep 
pressing forward. Yeah. I hope this doesn't keep happening. Yeah. Well, you know what? And even if it does, we just, we deal. That's that's what we figure it out. Right. That's what we do. All right. So your three words. Okay. So the three words I, I picked and I got some feedback from, from three of our kids and I was, I didn't tell them what my words were going to be, but I asked them to share with me what they would say to describe me. (laughs) And it was, it was actually pretty cool because it was in alignment, but I ended up getting a lot of like sweet words from my kids that I had otherwise wouldn't have even asked about. So oh. I thank you for asking that. I printed them out. I'm like, if I have oh. a bad day, I'm just going to look at these words. Um, so th- I ended with brave. Yes. Loving and genuine. Oh my gosh. You know, I mean, this is literally the first time I've talked to you other than, you know, on social media posts and such. But I mean, I could already say that you were brave based mm-hmm. on the little bit of your story that we're going to get into later, but fabulous, yeah. really, yeah. really fabulous. And I, I like that idea of asking your kids. And so yeah. now I am going to go ask my kids what three words would they use to describe me? That's yeah. a really good one. I mean, it's, it's one thing to do it for yourself and that's already challenging enough, but then to re- really receive it from your loved ones, I think would be very telling and probably quite wonderful because it's it, yeah, such a blessing. And they were similar. Um, three of them used uh, like some of the same words too. So yeah, oh. it was, it was, a, I totally cried. I mean, it was the sweetest, <laughs> the sweetest thing. So How I, wonderful. I'm just you yeah, and, and, very, and, and even in, you know, early for Thanksgiving, which is, you know, a month that we sort of, and now it's a month that what used to be sort of a day and then it became four days and then it was a week. And now it seems that we really focus on being grateful and thankful in the month of November, which is a good thing. An absolutely. Wonderful good thing. thing. Yes. A grateful heart is uh, just a beautiful way to start every day. Absolutely. Okay, so three, uh, three, two truths and a lie. Uh, are you familiar with this saying three things about yourself? One thing is not true. And I see if I can tell. Yep. Okay. Okay. You ready? Yep. When I was little, I actually dreamed of becoming a wolf. Okay. I, I used to walk around the house howling and things like that. Okay. All right. Uh, my Paul Revere is actually an ancestor. <laughs> uh, um, and then I'm the, I'm, people don't know this about me, but I'm a decent singer. Oh, gosh. I sort of think all are true. And so now I have to really uh, concentrate here. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. I'm setting aside a decent singer. Cause I, I really think <clears throat> that could probably be said of most everybody, even if you know, they're not destined for pop music or whatever kind of uh, famous music. And I, I don't know, the becoming a wolf is very intriguing to me. I sort of feel like that could be a thing. And so I'm going to say the lie is that Paul Revere is an ancestor. I think maybe somebody else famous was, but it wasn't Paul Revere. That's what I'm going with. Final answer. (laughs) Well, I answered these because we used to do this all the time like trying so you wouldn't get the right one. <laughs> so I am absolutely a terrible singer. I cannot sing Rochelle. Oh That's my gosh. <laughs> You're ter- I, I'm, I just find that hard to believe. Oh no, trust me. It's true. <laughs> well, I guess we can't all get all the gifts, right? <laughs> right. I oh. wish I could sing. I just love to hear people sing. And it's something I've always 
uh, thought was it would be a really cool gift. Not not mine though. Well, but please do it anyway because if it's something that brings you joy, it truly doesn't matter how you sound. Uh, oh, I totally, I do. Yeah. I sing all the time, and I sing okay, loudly. Good, I good, good, good. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so. <laughs> Paul Revere is an ancestor. Yeah, so they say. I mean, this goes way, way, way yes. back. Well, on that's my fun. Side, but that's yeah. very fun. Okay, and uh, becoming a wolf. Did you post something not too long ago about this? Because for some reason, it rang a little bell in the back oh, of my head. Oh, on, on Twitter, I did. Oh, I'm okay. I'm not on Twitter. I mean, okay. I can only manage so many things. That's You're right. You know, yeah. Fine. Well, it I just crazy. it's it's interesting because I really I wanted to be like turn into a wolf or be a forest ranger. I just was obsessed with those things. So I, I mean, I was, I was young, but it was, I mean, I remember it clear as day. And I was the youngest of five kids and everybody thought I was, you know, had lost my mind or something, but. Hey, you made it through and you're an actual person. Right. It's all good. Yeah. It worked out. Yeah, exactly. It worked out. Yeah. All right. One of your favorite movies of all time. It just because you might have 20 that are your favorite. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because I've watched a lot of movies, just but that kind of question is hard for me to answer. So I I processed it with uh, my my daughter in law. And I there's a movie called uh, Warrior. Okay. It's with Tom Hardy. I don't remember the other gentleman in it. Okay. and it's it's rated I think PG thirteen, so it's not for everyone. But it's right. a story of brothers. It's of addiction. It's of um, um, it's just it's it's of love and suffering and kind of coming through right. um, resilience. And I watched it with both my biological sons, with Dylan and Justin, um, at a kind of a a time in our life where. We had had some struggles coming out on the other side of it, we thought. But me and the boys watched that together like three or four times. Um, So it's really special for a lot of reasons. It's intense and involves a lot of like fighting, MMA fighting and those kinds of things. But I mean, my boys did some of that. Uh, So anyway, it just it, it was like a heart movie for me. And and it sounds like with you and your boys, there was a way to connect through some of the different levels of that in a, in a way that was, that was safe. You weren't living that particular plot. Well, I don't even want to say plot line that the movie was a movie and you could experience some of that stuff safely together and be connected and be able to relate to a lot of it. And I feel like those experiences can knit you closer together. I do too. And I think uh, one thing about our family is we, I would say like our protective instincts are, are really high and we love deeply. And um, that movie was, was full of those things. So I think the words you use, like it's, um, we remember cause it, it's relatable. Like there right. were certain, it wasn't our story by any means, but certain right. pieces right. Um, really, really hit home. So that was another good question because it made me think about some really special times. So. Well, and that's why I like to say one of your favorite movies, because, you know, I mean, again, another fluid thing tomorrow, I might give you a different answer than I give you today, because it's just hitting me different today. And and that's the the idea is to catch this moment in time 
with what you would answer. And if I interview, you know, I, I don't like the word interview. If we had a conversation uh, next week, you would have some different answers for different reasons. And that's what I love about this. We're always kind of, you know, like the gem, like it's just sort of like different faces, different facets. I mean, it's all mm-hmm. so beautiful. Yeah, I love it. Name a person that inspires with inspires you. See, you got me with these because there's so many people that inspire me. You know, I there's definitely, I mean, just in my immediate family, and I have a lot of warrior sisters that um and brothers that really inspire me. But I I the inspiration I get from my grandchildren, there's three of them, so I'm I'm not really saying one person. Okay, but, sure. Grandkids, but, sure. But those three babies inspire me in a way uh that is unique and special they just want me to be better I want to be healthier I want to show up for them I want to be creative with them I I just on on a daily basis uh, that like crosses my heart like who I am to them is really important to me right oh my gosh that's such a beautiful answer Mm. and beautifully nobody has really answered this question that way and that's another thing that I really love about some of these questions is that they they're you know different for different people and um, that that is really a good one and a wonderful perspective to you know want to be uh, your absolute best for your grandkids yeah thank you they are it's it's a season in life that is um, really sweet I, yes, I'm right there with you. Mm-hmm. A piece of wisdom you keep handy. You know, uh, there's another one. I feel like there's, there's, a million. I've lived, I've lived um, <laughs> a lot of life. I have, you know, I'm an overcomer. I have been through a lot of struggles and, and also, in, um, you know, I had a pretty hard job professionally. So I had a lot of responsibility. So I love, I love quotes. And I also, um, you know, I really believe that we've never learned everything every day. You should show up as a student. But so what I would say is uh, to be a good listener. Ooh, I, good. Uh, I think a lot of people, including myself, I, I always felt like I was a strong communicator. But part of that was um, the fact that I am a good listener. I am comfortable in silence mm-hmm. uh, and I observe things. So mm-hmm. that has served me well. And you can, you know, talk and talk, but if you're not listening, you're going to miss out. Mm-hmm. You're, so yeah, I say be a good listener. Right. Yeah. And there is a lot to learn through listening, isn't there? Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. There is. Yeah. A lot of times I think we're so busy thinking of a response or, um, <laughs> you know, if it gets quiet, that that makes it uneasy, but that's when the good stuff comes in. Honestly, I, I, uh, I think when you really truly listen to the cadence in someone's voice, to the pauses that you can learn so much about them and what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's so. true. And some people are not, I'm sure you've noticed are not comfortable in the silence. Yes. But it is an important part of communication, conversation, getting to know someone, sitting mm-hmm. with someone. I mean, it, it's it's all okay. And yeah, I feel like we're kindred spirits already. Yay. <laughs> I felt that as soon as I saw your face, we started talking. I was like, oh, this is gonna be, this is gonna be fantastic. Wonderful. Well, now it's time for a deep dive. And and I am 
I am really delighted, fascinated, intrigued by your story. The little bit of it I know. And I will say that I went on Amazon and read what I could because mm-hmm. um, I, I wanted to have a, just a little inkling of, of, of what you're about or, or a part of what you're about because we're, we're all so many things. And your book is called Counting Spoons. And I would love for you to tell us anything about that that you would like to, because I'm learning along with anybody else who's listening. So mm-hmm. um, regale us. Uh, so Counting Spoons, the subtitle is The Memoir of Heroin, Heartache, and Hope. Oh, gosh. Um, and this is a book, it's a journey of my family's walk through my youngest son's addiction. Mm-hmm. And it is my heart in these pages. It is uh, a very intense, raw story um well that's um, already when i saw that on the book jack was like oh i'm in i mean this woman your willingness to be that and share that is i think is so important yeah it was uh this this is it's about addiction for sure in our journey um more than that is it it's about christ and mm-hmm. how um god really used our pain and our suffering uh for good. And, you know, it's, we always have been a, a loving group, like I said, a little bit earlier. So, mm-hmm. you know, there was a divorce from the, the boy's father that was rough. Uh, I, I have remarried and we're a blended family. Um, but in, you would describe, I think our families, you know, middle-class, hardworking, uh, mm-hmm. boys were happy and thriving and, and life was good and mm-hmm. it was busy and we had definitely had our struggles. Uh, but then when addiction came, it it's one of those things where you just, until you've walked through it, mm. you, you know, it's just hard to even describe how it just like the world just falls out from under you. It just feels like everything that, that I knew to be safe and good and, um, comfortable and peaceful was just gone Mm. and so it's that journey and you know it's it's intense I mean I I did not really intend to write this book God put it on my heart I haven't I had no dreams of becoming a published author I I didn't know I mean I could put together an email pretty well but I, (laughs) I I didn't know that I had a gift in writing uh until this whole process. So the whole thing is, is, is God's work. The fact that we made it through came out of, on the other side of a horrific, horrific journey through addiction, mm-hmm. that in a, in a, of itself is a miracle, especially um, these days with fentanyl. And, and there's just so many people that do not make it through. Right. Um, but so, yeah, I, I, this book is one that I think will give people hope um, you don't have to be a believer to read it. Um, definitely, it, it starts out as I would have said that I knew who God was, but I did not turn to the Lord. I was not relying on my faith until faith came like halfway through the book. So mm-hmm. it exposes, you know, warning signs and kind of those first 
that first year when I was so confused and not sure what had happened to my kid, he just changed so drastically. So it, mm. it kind of takes you through all that into the really, really, really bad stuff. I mean, mm. my son was turned into a criminal. He was living on the street. Um, he he was not allowed in our home. And this is my baby we're talking about. I mean, right. I, my Justin, my my precious son, who, you know, we've always been very, very, very close. So just it just it just shattered me um but I still showed up in life I had to work I had to you know I I didn't use the resources that I know are available to people I couldn't even speak it out loud so I uh I really was suffering I I was showing up and even smiling when I when I felt like I needed to but inside I was absolutely shattered so it just walks you through all those feelings and emotions. Um, one of the things that I think makes it a, a, a bit unique is that I, we wrote it together. I mean, I did the writing, but Justin helped. Oh. That's my son's name. Yeah. So what wow. we would do is I would write a chapter from my perspective, uh, share it with him. And then he would write one with his perspective of like that same oh time my period. Gosh. Wow. Yeah. And it really, as we were writing it there was just so many moments of like oh my gosh I had no idea um, and you know like he would call after any chapter and he's like mom I'm so sorry I didn't know you couldn't sleep I didn't realize like uh, how stressed you were and you know on the reverse I was like I had no idea that you OD'd on the street uh, and like woke up to a different day I mean it was uh, like by the time we came out of it and he got clean we didn't want to rehash anything um you know what I mean it was so painful we just it was it felt behind us and when we when Justin got clean and God rescued us everything changed so quickly and the blessings just started coming uh it it was just such a shift and such a relief that we didn't want to process but you know for healing you you have to (laughs) oh my I can just see that oh yeah you're finally kind of, it's in the rear view mirror and you're so, and hoping it's going to stay in the rear view mirror. And then you've got, oh my gosh, we really need to tell this from the very beginning forward. Oh my goodness. That much, I mean, reliving it, like you said. It was. And I was, uh, I knew that this was an act of obedience. I knew the Lord wanted me to write this book. Uh, but I was worried, like, you know, who's going to read it? And at that time, we had our, Justin had, um, you know, we already had grandkids. And I'm like, you know, Justin, someday they might read this. You know, so I'm getting kind of right. like nervous. And he was so, like, confident and supportive. And he's mm-hmm. like, Mom, we've got to do this. And he's the one, too, that said, we cannot, um, we have to show the darkness. We've right. got to show how how bad it really was, you know, so people can understand, um, you know, that there's hope that no one is too far gone. So it was just, I mean, the process and Dylan, my oldest son gave input. Um, it just was, it was, a. it's just such a, I say it's my heart and it just really is because the writing even of it. And then when it launched, I was like, I just wanted to go hide in the mountains for like a year. <laughs> <laughs> like, Oh no. 
oh no what have we done like it's, <laughs> it's real it's out there yeah and people are reading about my darkest moments and about all these like horrible things that we went through and you know but god has just blessed us so richly and i'm hearing from people how it's giving them hope and last week mm. i um actually just a few days ago i had dinner with a friend and she was like i have to tell you i gave someone your book Mm. And she saw her like a week later and she goes, it's the first time she was able to let go of shame. Oh gosh. And I just like, I got my car and just cried. No, I feel it myself. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's one of those things where <sighs> our secrets can just destroy us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we give, uh, we give power to secrets, power to things that we think, but don't share with people. And when you release that and you share it's healing, but then when people benefit from it and yeah. you see that it's, you know, I've had a lot of people say, I feel like you wrote our story, mm. you know? So it's, you know, now I I'm comfortable talking about it. I, I, I still cry a lot, but that's because it means so much to me, you know? Right. And, um, but yeah, what a never, ever did I imagine that we would be here today. Like that my family is healthy everybody's thriving. We did this book together and it's helping other people. Just like praise the Lord. So the can, the format is your chapter, his chapter, your chapter. So it kind of goes through that way back and forth. That, that just seems like a very unique literary device. And yet it, it's so beyond that because the power in mom, son sharing their experiences about the same like you said, the same sort of time frame or same event, uh, the different perspectives and how how other people are going to benefit from that and how they already are. Yeah. And even um, I've told this story before, but when I got a professional editor and he read it through and he said, you know, I just really want to hear something from Dylan, your oldest son, because Dylan's mentioned throughout the book. Oh, and so we have one chapter in there from Dylan and uh, I have heard from so many people that that's one of their favorite chapters because they can identify it. Yeah. And I didn't realize, I mean, Dylan's perspective, like how he handled everything with his brother, completely different than, than how I handled it. And like I said, we hadn't even talked about it. So it was just a, yeah, it was like a, a symphony of things that all came together in a way that I didn't, I don't think at the time, I didn't even realize how how beneficial having two perspectives would be. Oh my gosh, that's the best. Because yeah, because parents are like, oh my gosh, you actually have a heart for the addicts. It's like, oh, you know, could you hear like this this struggle that Justin goes through with his flesh, mm. and and how his world gets so small, and it's all he can think about, and you just and you, mm. but you also have this foundation of this loving family. Mm-hmm. where you know so yeah it's it's intense people said I have to put it down a lot because it's, okay it's a lot to take in and there is a content warning in the beginning well yes I mean just meaning if you really are going to go raw with addiction and mother son I would think you know holds bar you're, you you need to have that in there just to let people know I mean it's not going to be a fairy tale no. <laughs> it's, it's just, rough I mean it is yeah. it is it is a dark, dark, dark thing. 
So let me ask you a couple of questions that come to mind. So I, I don't want to dive too deep into the subject matter. I feel like I want to give a nice overview of it and then people can, um, you know, pursue it as they desire. I do have just a couple of questions. One curiosity that comes to mind is how long would you say from sort of, I, I, and I'm sure it's muddy, but the start to the finish of this in sort of how long of a time period was that? It was, so I would say uh, he was dabbling a lot sooner than I knew. Okay. But there was not uh, consequences of it. So I, I noticed a shift, but he was also, you know, a handful as a kid. And, um, but he started dabbling in drugs, uh, I think in junior high. Okay. Um, freshman, uh, sophomore year started getting more intense. But uh, when it got bad to where like his appearance changed, I mean, he was just acting like a, a completely different kid. I knew something was very wrong. So between that that time and his last trip to detox, I want it's like six to seven years. Okay. Yeah, and and he's been clean now, uh, seven years. Oh gosh, good for him! That oh my gosh, he's so, so great. He's, he's just super super proud of him. Yes. Now, does he? Um continue uh to speak out into this the world of addiction i mean i'm not saying that you know he's this is his full-time job or anything but does he feel like a, a i don't even know what i would call it an obligation yeah, I mean, a responsibility a, a whatever totally. to try yeah. to help even one person that was like him absolutely i mean justin own he's partners with a gentleman and they own a construction company uh but justin and his family, his wife Amanda, who's a just straight warrior, um, they they build their life on the foundation of Christ. Mm-hmm. And Justin has a heart for the broken. He he has to have that in his life. So he worked at the uh, men's discipleship program that he graduated from for a while, mm-hmm. and then ended up getting this his this business. But um, they have a program. Him and his wife help facilitate a program called Next Step. And it's for people in recovery. So they do that mm. Tuesday nights um, to try to pour in and share. Um, Justin does not say no. So this <laughs> book has generated, you know, questions. And, you know, I have a website with an email for direct prayers or communication. And so Justin, he'll get his phone number out. I mean, there's been connections we've made. Um, he will talk to people that are on the street. He will pray for them. I mean, we try to just rally around people as much as we can when given the opportunity, because mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, you know, who better, Justin, who's been on that side and came out mm-hmm. and, and has found uh, his walk in freedom, you know, when you're on the streets and, and you call someone mm-hmm. like that, that's really what happened for Justin. I connected with someone who had been there and they mm-hmm. started to talk. Um, oh, so, that's kind of the catalyst for how it, it, it the shift. Yep. Yeah, I just randomly went to a church one day because I I just couldn't take it and I didn't know what to do. So I, it's a chapter in the book, but I go to this church and I end up talking to this gentleman who, after a few minutes, reveals to me that he was a heroin addict. Oh my gosh! And I was like, okay. And he he told me, and I I you know, like I said, I believed in God, but I wasn't walking with Jesus at that time. And he said, this is not by chance that we're talking today. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So he ended up being a big support for us. Talked to Justin a couple times when he was out on the street, and Justin ended up going to the same program that that gentleman had gone to. So wow, yeah. So yeah, wow. Justin is he he doesn't say no. He wants to pray for people. He wants to speak truth to them, support them, whatever he can do. What else do you want to see come out of this? Uh, you know, I. As we were writing this and trying to figure out, you know, we we let God lead us and we spend a lot of time in prayer. And we have a lot of people praying. I, I would love to see our book in recovery centers. Okay, if I, great. yeah, those seven trips to different uh, rehabs with Justin, I wish someone would have handed me a book like this oh. and said, you know, there's hope because you, I mean, I felt like my kid was the worst of the worst and I was not interested in going to a group. I wasn't interested in talking to anybody about it at all. I felt like it was our own personal family's battle to fight. I've since learned a lot and how important community is. I would never recommend isolation. It's terrible. But a book like this, uh, I think, can really make a difference for people that are in it. So it sounds, well, that's fantastic. And that sounds like a very achievable goal as far as I'm concerned. Now, did um so I'm gonna say shoot, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> it happens. It, it does. Happens to me 20 times a day. It happens. Yes. Oh my <laughs> but gosh. we've actually made some headway there. We have connected. I sent my book to a director at Teen Challenge um, in Riverside, and there's uh uh, uh um it's see now I'm doing it. Um, it's the, okay. it's all it's good. the addiction connection, Mark Shaw, who is just a godly man who, um, is works a lot with different recovery programs. He has read the book. Um, so it's, you know, it's moving. God is moving this book around to the people right. it needs to get to. So I, I feel like that is, I, I, I feel like it's going to happen. I okay. do. Excellent. Okay. Here's a, here's a question. Okay. What do you, okay, we can never go back. I get that. But like, what, what's the one thing or a thing that you wish someone had told you? Is it about not being um, uh, isolating? Is that kind of like, I know you've, you, you've written a whole book and I know you've probably got right. a tremendous amount of takeaways and you could like to have workshops and you could just, you know, just chew this thing could yeah. fully mm-hmm. explode. Because it's needed. Unfortunately, it's needed. What What is like one thing, like if somebody's listening right now who somebody in their life is, is struggling with this, what, what is one thing you could? Yeah, I, uh, it, you know, Jess and I were both suffering. His, it looked different, but I, I would say the best advice is, is community. Okay. Um, I really suffered deeply because of my isolation. I would not, I mean, even when my husband read, he learned a lot just reading the book for the first time. I mean, oh, I didn't, wow. yeah, I, you know, my family would read this and be like, we had no idea, you know, people I worked with wow. very closely. So I just, you know, um, Rochelle, it was like, I could not even say the words out loud mm. myself. It was that it was destroying me. So I would say community is so important. You might think your situation's the worst. It isn't. 
there's so many people that struggle with these, these, that this addiction these days, mm-hmm. almost everybody, if they don't know someone in their immediate family, they know of mm-hmm. someone mm-hmm. that is struggling. Now, and do you I, think, go, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, the, the other is just um, like knowledge is power. I, I believe like you want to learn about the drugs. You want to uh, learn about programs, whether you, uh, you know, just the boundaries. And the thing I think mm. that is so important is, you know, as much as my son loved me and I loved him, there was never a question of the love we shared. He would have taken me down with him. Mm. There was only one thing he could think about that. And, and it was getting drugs and he mm-hmm. would, or anyone he could for money and still all those things. Mm. So I just instinctively uh, went to tough love. I, you know, I could not stand the chaos. I could not stand looking at him. So I, I, made some hard decisions, um, but I did not seek help. I didn't talk to people and there's just so many resource out, resources out there and you just, you have to tap into those. It is just such a healthy thing to do. And you, you cannot, you still got to live. Right. You, know? you still have to live because you've got a husband and another son and uh, the blended family indicates that your husband had kids. So you've yeah. got, you've got a, a family. And you can't, you know, uh, I wish you could talk people into getting clean. It just doesn't work that way. No, they they I have get to go through. I mean, I tried everything I could to save my son, to, to get him on the right path. None of that worked. It, it had to be when Justin was ready. Yeah. And, uh, so you have to go on living. You just, um, you know, yes. I remember my mom saying, you know, there's five of us kids and she said, you know, Catherine May, you're only as happy as your most miserable child. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was just talking about that the other day. Oh, yeah. And I, not, then I was like, okay, yes, that's absolutely true. Mom, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's yes. hard when it's, it's someone you just absolutely love and it's your right. your own flesh and blood, but you, you have to, even if, you know, you want to be able to help that person and support them. If you are depleted mm-hmm. or you get yourself sick, you can't even do that. So mm-hmm. very good point. Very good point. Do you yeah. think, do you think there's guilt in the still going on? That's one question. The other one is, I assume that we hide things like that because we feel a measure of shame or apology or worried that, uh oh, that's a bad reflection on us. People are going to say, well, what did you do wrong in your, whatever people think about how we parented or whatever. Yes. Do you think that's a big part of why we're not more open about things like this? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think shame is, is, is uh, shame is not of God. <laughs> um, Fear and shame, isolation, all those things. It's like, I remember uh, someone saying something to me one time about like my parenting. Oh, and, no, 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 You no, know, no. I had some, I had some anger issues at the time and I just, I, I was so furious. And, you know, looking back, uh, you know, I, I don't really care what people think, but but it's like, it's that shame. It's like, I could say things to Jess and I could think them, but this is my child. And to hear someone else say something, even mm. if it was true, oh, I yeah. couldn't hear it. No. I, and I would shut them down. Like you would not believe. I mean, I just was, I would not listen to a word anybody had to say that was bad about my kids. 
Right. Um, so yeah, it's the shame. And I remember, you know, people can be very tender and gentle mm. and they can love you through it. And I, I recognize that now, but you've got to be open mm. to talk about it. So yeah, shame and guilt. I just would not wish that on anybody. It is right. suffocating and it will make you sick. It will just take you under. And, right. and, and people, you know, if people are judging and they say mean things like find new people. There's right. There's people that, yeah. So definitely. And you know, who are, who is anyone to judge anyone in my opinion? Oh, absolutely. Gosh, yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. Catherine, we barely scratched the surface, but I loved every single second of it. And I, I can really feel as best as an outsider can what mm-hmm. you must have gone through and what Justin went through. And I, I just feel the biggest measure of gratitude that mm-hmm. you both and your whole family made it out the other end to the point where you like you use the word thriving he's thriving I mean that there's so much to be said for that and that is not always how that story goes as you well know it's just so wonderful yeah I'm wishing you great success I next time we talk in real life I want to hear that that book is in every recovery center or what (laughs) Or what have you? And are you guys going to do like a media tour? Are you going to get on some shows and all of I mean, that? We're, we're trying. We're doing some things. I, I actually I'm super excited about this. I, I've been asked to speak at a, uh, uh, a women's Christian conference in Texas in a couple Wonderful. of weeks. And, you know, podcasts like this. And then a really cool thing at our local church, uh, Jess and I are going to give our testimony. Um, okay a week from Sunday. So there will be people, I hope there that haven't seen Justin because he lives in Washington state okay. and they probably haven't seen him since high school or all these things. Oh, so, wow. And he's, such, he's a great speaker. He's a passionate oh, young man. Gosh. So yeah, we're trying to, I mean, we're talking to a lot of different people and God is leading. So right. Just, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're along for things. the ride. Yeah. My, uh, a warrior friend of mine had said, just, uh, do, do the work work hard and let God take it from there. And he is, he absolutely right. is. So. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, um, give us all the, the places that we can find you or just whatever you want to give us right now. Obviously I've the counting spoons is on Amazon. You can get that. It's out in paperback. Yep. There's also a Kindle version. I noticed. Actually, there isn't. It didn't. Oh, there is. Like, never mind. There is. We had. We had to. We had to pull it. I hope. Okay. I hope. No, that's okay. It's back. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's uh, in you paperback. Know, paperback. Yeah. That's a real thing. We can. We can read paperbacks. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um. So I'm on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, but the best place really is my author website because it's got links to the book. Also. Okay. Um, Excellent. I have. I've written some blogs. People can get a taste of my writing and there okay. is an email for prayer. If someone out there is listening and they're going through it and they want to connect, right. um, please email me and I will respond and support however I can. Justin too. Um, so my website is uh, www. I'll say it and then spell it. Catherine M. Inman.com. So it's K-A-T-H-R-Y-N-M-I-N-M-A-N.com. Perfect. So at, kind of as the hub, it's got all the right. Links. Right. Okay, yeah. great. That's all the places that we can find you. Fantastic. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. What a pleasure. And while I am um, deeply grieved that you 
had to live through that, I I just feel joyous that you mm-hmm. are using it all for good and, and that Justin is too and your whole family that's now a part of all of you and you know just uh it it, yeah. it feels deeply satisfying that mm-hmm. you are now at the point of working it all for good. That's just the yeah. best. Thank the you best. so much. I, I feel that from you. I, I do oh. I appreciate that so much. And it it is I think it's a broken world we live in and there's so many struggles. The world needs hope and, and our story is one yes. um, of victory in Christ. And, you know, I want people to know that it's such a scary place. And when you get drugs and you're hopeless and isolating, you know, that, that is a hard place to be. So I'm hoping mm-hmm. that, that people are inspired by it and, and don't give up because no one is too far gone. Nobody. Right. Good message. Thank you, Catherine. Yeah. Thank you oh, so thank much. You. Looking oh, thank forward you to seeing so all the great things you're going to be doing. Yeah. Oh, you're so kind. Thank you. What an honor. This is fabulous. She wrote Counting Spoons, a memoir of heroin, heartache, and hope. Her son, Justin, helped. I've just ordered it. I'm drawn to her story, her ability to endure well. It took some hard times to get her there, and now she gets how critical it is to show up as the sum of her experiences, plus all that she's learned along the way. As she can attest, it's the hard times that make you who you are, that and her faith. The Unabashed You website has a page for each guest, filled with photos, quotes, and a blog with embedded audio at unabashedyou.com. You can find the show on other podcast platforms. Want to lend your support and encouragement? We invite you to subscribe, follow, rate, review, and share. On Instagram and Facebook, you can find us under Unabashed You. If you want to connect, the email is unabashedyou at gmail.com for questions, comments, and anything else. If you want to be part of our weekly emailing list highlighting the week's episode, give us a shout. We'd be happy to add you, and your info will never be shared. Website visits, social media, and word of mouth in sharing these episodes makes us discoverable, so thanks for your support there. We want these conversations to help you think, celebrate who you are, and move you in some way. Be encouraged as you continue to listen, read, and be inspired. And now a prayer. God, when I am overwhelmed by the brokenness I see, help me to remember that you see me. You are in control. I might not be able to stop all the pain and injustice I witness, but I can help overcome by doing good. Please help me to do that. Give me the courage and humility to love people well today. Amen. And that is from you version. Be encouraged to go out and be fully yourself. Be unabashed. Be you. (laughs) 